Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I am your host this week, Marcus Keller, joined, as always, by my ace co-hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And Tyler Erlinson. Hey, how's it going? What a week in sports, and we are all back in the studio together. Finally. First time in like a month, Yeah, man. it's been a while. We have not all been in the same room since before Christmas. That's mm. crazy. I've been here every week. <laughs> I live here. Yeah, Tyler's <laughs> been here a bit. I live at the studio. Yeah. I'm here for you people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One week I wasn't here. The next week Jake wasn't here. Yeah. So anyway, we are all back together, and it's awesome because we have a crazy week for news. Yes, we do. We're going to jump into all of that right after a word from our fake sponsor. Marcus, take it away. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Why don't you go ahead and do that for us? Yeah, sure. Just to remind our listeners, our fake sponsor is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we will be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Kodak Black. First ever fan to hit from behind in a National Hockey League game. Kodak Black. Outscoring the Canucks even when he's not playing. <laughs> Damn. Damn, son. I, I couldn't not use that. I mean, we're, we're going to get into the whole Canucks-Panthers oh, game yeah. pretty quick here, but like, what in the <laughs> hell was that? Brilliant marketing. <laughs> Is that the most Florida thing to ever happen at an NHL game? Florida, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be a surprise headline at this point. Like, that would fit right in. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Literally. Honestly, I was almost afraid to use it because I'm like, that could be the headline. Could be the goof. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> but I, I'm going to steal it for myself because yeah, I be, get the first segment. So yeah, I get it, to... For the first time ever, I think it could be the fake sponsor, the Canucks <laughs> News, the goof of the week, and Tyler's surprise headline. <laughs> It's a oh, good man. thing I didn't choose it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Very I was like, somebody, somebody's yeah. bringing this up. And so, yeah, and I'm last. So I'm going to have nothing then. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit deeper later. Yeah. Maybe not as deep as Kodak Black, but we'll, <laughs> oh, man. we'll get to it. Uh, first, let's try to talk about the on ice stuff with that game. Right. Uh, so Canucks play the Panthers, the best team in the National Hockey League. And boy, did they show us why they are that. Five to two win, and they just looked dominant the whole game. I don't I mean, know if I'd say they looked dominant the whole game because I know that the Canucks were out shooting them for the first half of the game at least. Oh, they finished with about I think twelve more shots than them. Right. Mm-hmm. So on the on the score sheet, I mean, they definitely had more shots. Uh, so I wouldn't say that they completely got dominated, but yeah, it was just like for me, the big telling goal was I think their third one, the one on the power play. Yeah. Where they just moved the puck around like the Canucks weren't even on the ice crouched him down and crouched him down, put them right on top of Demko. And I think it was Huberto who just rocketed it into the top shelf. Yes, Demko didn't nice. even see it. A goal like that shows me that there's this a huge gap between them and the Canucks still. Well, and they have Barkov back. Oh, yeah. That, that just changes the dynamic of that team. They're so much better now. Like after the new year, getting him back, get, having a healthy lineup. They, they look unstoppable, especially with Bobrovsky playing like he is. <laughs> the man is yeah. unreal. Yeah, they are getting their money's worth out of him now. <laughs> Hell yeah, they are. He, he did play well in that game, and I was actually going to mention that as well. I think that might be the one of the first games all season where the Canucks have been out goalied. Because Demko, I'll admit, did not have his best game. 
I think this might be the first game of the year where I've seen him let in more than one, not even bad goals, just goals that you know he could have had and he didn't. He he let in, I would say, two of them. And I don't think I've seen him this season do that more than once in a game. Yeah. Well, Demko would have had to be been perfect pretty much because the Canucks only put two past Bobrovsky with over 40 shots. Yeah. So unless Demko was was throwing up a zero or, or one goal one goal against, it just they didn't have a chance to win. And Florida's just too good of a team to put up numbers like that against. They're not going to get shut out or scored on that little. Exactly. Um, the one other funny thing that kind of happened in that game, other other than the big thing, which again we're going to get to, <laughs> was that um, was it a big thing? Yeah, well, we don't know if it was a big we, thing we or not. I couldn't of, tell. Our view was blocked but, <laughs> by another big thing, but. <laughs> Uh, there was a fight in the game, and it was maybe one of the weirdest timed fights of the season. I'm sure you guys saw this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miller versus Gudis, and it was as the puck crossed the line in a goal for the Panthers, and Gudis got the assist, and it was like as he passed it, he kind of threw his stick and then threw his gloves off to the side and started fighting with Miller yeah. while his team was celebrating the goal that they just scored. It was, and it was weird because there was no big hit before that. There was no like kind of controversial or maybe even borderline dirty thing. It looked like a normal shift for both of them. They ended up near each other, just kind of nodded their heads. Gudis went real quick. I just got to make an assist first. Yeah. Then they started fighting. I think, I think Miller was just trying to spark a little energy in the team. I think he knew they were going to score on that player or have a damn good chance of scoring and they were down one nothing. They just didn't look fantastic. And he was trying to spark some energy. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't even know if he was aware that it was 2 nothing yet with the timing of where he dropped the gloves. It was almost like before the goal horn went yeah. off. It, it was, was pretty close after. Yeah. But I'm props to Miller for dropping the gloves with him because that's a big, mean dude. And he held his own, too. It's yeah. not like Gudis wiped the floor with him. Like, it, Miller landed on top. I don't know if you could really say there was a winner. Barely anyone really got a proper punch in. Yeah. but Mill Miller's a pretty tough guy, though. So. Oh, yeah. He's no pushover. He's standing either. in with the, with the best of them. Yeah. No, that was uh, it was good. You see the P Tanner Pearson fight? Yeah. And that... It, I, I'd say Tanner Pearson won that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he did, too. But that was one other thing I was actually going to mention was that so right at the end of the game, that was when the Canucks, I forget who it was, someone got plowed into Bobrovsky. And, it, you know... It was Tanner Pearson. Yeah, it was Pearson. Well, yeah. And anyway, Florida responded by, you know, attacking him, which is, you know, what a team typically does after, you know, someone runs the goalie over. Minutes before that, Florida ran Demko over. They got a penalty for it. And there was no reaction at all. There was no fights whatsoever. And it was pretty blatant. Like, it was almost a bit of a headshot for Demko. Well, Pearson wasn't on the ice. No, I guess not. No, we needed our... It's it, Team Goon. You know what was embarrassing, though? Tyler Myers was. And just watched him. Like, you were six foot eight, and you didn't do anything about that. Players shouldn't have been between Myers and Demko in the first place, but the fact that he was ran Demko, and then Myers did nothing. It was, it was just a bit embarrassing. Yeah, it's par for the course with uh, Tyler Myers, though. I, I don't understand why this guy doesn't drop the gloves. Like he's, you're right. He's six eight and never drops the gloves. Well, doesn't he's make any weak. sense. He's, he's weak. Guy's <laughs> soft as butter. He doesn't even have to be that strong. He just has leverage with I'll such take long it. arms. I bet you would. <laughs> no, it, it was just I, I felt bad for Demko because that's I don't think that would feel very nice as a goalie to get run like that and then watch your teammates just look on and go, eh, he's fine. You know that that's just part of the game. 
So it was a little disappointing. Uh, and that brings us to, I think, the last notable thing about that game. Notable? Is there anything notable about that game other than... No. no. I don't think so. It was a Florida game. There's nobody ever there. Yeah, right? There's no one there except for maybe. There was one guy there, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and a girl. Like, looked like he was trying to make another person. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you are somehow listening to this and haven't already heard, Kodak Blatt was caught on live television having relations with his girlfriend in a suite. Kodak Black being a famous rapper from Florida. Yeah. Which I think is important context for those who don't know who he is. I guess. It barely... <laughs> here's the thing. Is already, whether even if that wasn't a celebrity, that's a headline. Someone <laughs> on TV at the Florida versus Vancouver game is having sex in a suite. Just no glass. Allegedly. Not, well, <laughs> other videos have suggested that she may have just been twerking. Twerking. But yes. To be fair, that video that is shown of her from the side looks kind of weird because it's like, why on earth is he standing like that? He's like draped like over top of her like he's he's trying to finish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like she's so low. Like, yeah, but it's like yeah. you can't really see nothing. It's exactly. it's, it's a whole weird situation. And uh, I mean, kudos to Kodak for, for not some. only he's probably in the Mile High Club. Now he's in the Florida Panthers box club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very exclusive in his girlfriend's yeah. box club. yeah exactly <laughs> Kodak Black is in all the clubs so yeah. I think well, I think he was probably just looking around the stadium and he went man there aren't very many fans here yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna notice but you know who did yeah. notice Roberto Luongo who was in the next suite which was and I'm not kidding in the front of the suite like the back of them are like their own separate room but the fronts of the suites actually have two or three rows of seating just built into them yeah like most boxes and it's only divided by a piece of glass that's about generously three feet tall. Mm -hmm. So the next suite over was a lot of Panthers executives, including Roberto Luongo, who in the video are just staring yeah. off to the side, <laughs> looking into their suite, yeah. watching whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, it's like every single person in that box, no one's watching the game. No. <laughs> yeah. The Canucks are getting fucked. Kodak Black's <laughs> girlfriend's getting fucked. Can you imagine having a, a meeting with the owners there. after? Th they're like, so, all right, let's hear the game report. What happened? They're like, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we I were not watching. Hear anything past Kodak Black's girlfriend <laughs> screaming the whole game. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was man. something else, man. Oh, yeah. A goofy situation. A goofy situation indeed. What a goof. That's right. Welcome to my segment of the show. This is the biggest goof of the week. This is where I go and I scour the internet for a story that involves a player, coach, organization, team, what have you. Rapper. And for <laughs> a rapper. <laughs> Not this week. <laughs> now I find a story and I bring it up with the guys and we chat about it. And this week, the biggest goof of the week is longtime executive of the Philadelphia Flyers, Bobby Clark. I don't know if you guys saw this story, but Bobby Clark was invited onto a podcast in the Philadelphia area where they started talking about the Flyers, and he put former GM of the Philadelphia Flyers, Ron Hextall, on blast. He said a lot of things about Ron that made him look awful, and I just want to go over a few of the quotes with you guys before we really jump into it. Yeah. So the first one that most people are paying attention to is um, the one that he made about Nolan Patrick. We get, a, we get the second pick in the draft. We end up drafting Nolan Patrick. None of our scouts wanted him. They wanted Kale McCarr. 
but Hextall made that choice himself. Obviously, looking back on it, Makar ended up being a way better pick than Patrick, who's currently on the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, didn't really get much in a trade. So, well, hey, they got Cody Glass, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it all worked pretty, out. Pretty big trade piece. Um, I mean, it's easy to say that looking back now to seeing the career that, well, or the start to the career that Kale McCars had. But I mean, at the draft, how can you know what really yeah. was going down? This is the voice of one man. What he's saying. If if more people came out and said it, I w- I'd probably believe it a little more. But there's there's no way Hextall made this decision entirely on his own. Yeah, and, and there's also no way that um, uh, we could have known that McCarr was going to be this much better than Patrick. And I'm sure the New Jersey Devils are looking at that draft too, you know, where they got Nico Heischer and saying, oh, hey, you know, we should have got McCarr. And yeah, we were GM. totally going to take McCarr. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And that the GM at the time is an idiot for not doing it. Um, anyway, and I feel like I need to clear something up when we were talking about the Patrick for glass trade. It was Nolan Patrick and Philippe Myers for Ryan Ellis, who the Preds then flipped to Vegas for Cody Glass. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's the way that trade worked out. But, um, yeah, anyway, th- so that obviously made a lot of, uh, of of headlines. But he actually said a few more kind of crazy things, too. He also called out uh, the Braden Shen trade, where the Philadelphia Flyers traded Braden Shen for Yori Laterra and a conditional first-round pick that ended up being 27th overall, where they picked Morgan Frost. I mean, Frost looked like a decent pick after the, uh, the World Juniors and whatnot, but I don't think he's really played or, well... No, he has played a little bit, but just yeah. hasn't really done a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, look what the St. Louis Blues have done with Braden Jen. Yeah. Especially because if you look at the rest of that that quote, he then talks about how there were talks of getting Ryan O'Reilly for Braden Shen. And St. Louis got both of them. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked out pretty good. Yeah, and they ended up winning a cup because of it. So, yeah, I mean, this, is, this whole situation is just crazy. I mean, could you imagine if all of the sudden... Um, well, okay, former executive Trevor Linden, if he right. came out and then all of a sudden just put uh, Jim Benning on blast and talked all about his... his uh... I wish he would have. I wish <laughs> I, I was going to say this from the beginning. I don't think this is a goof move. Here's really? my thing. is As long as it doesn't come out that he's lying. Like, if they end up interviewing scouts or whatever and they're like, no, this is completely accurate. We wanted to do this and he wouldn't let us. He said he had control. He's the GM. It's his job. I don't think it's a goof move at all. And I wish that that would become more of a culture in sports because I feel like there's all this protection and this secrecy about what goes on behind closed doors sometimes. This is part of why Judd Brackett, who was the last Canucks, um, I forget the exact title, but basically their head scout, Mm -hmm. he left because he said Jim Benning was not giving him control over the draft picks. He said that he was putting together all these lists. He was working with the other scouts. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And that Jim Benning would come over, give a quick glance at the lists, and then pick his own personal favorites out of them, even if they were way out of order from what the scouts had picked. Mm-hmm. That was why he left and ended up going to Minnesota. But yeah. I, I wish that stuff like that would happen more because there is still all this controversy, like you said, about Trevor Linden, about, oh, did Aquilini kick him out? Was it because of this? Was it because of that? Was he treated fairly? We'll never know because he won't say anything. Mm. Right. I wish that would become more common is even for Rutherford, who just came in to replace Jim Benning. I want to know what's everyone in there saying about Benning. Why didn't they like him? What was the problem? Mm -hmm. I want to know that as a fan of the team. Right. I think a lot of Philadelphia fans are probably, oh, it's almost like a breath of fresh air to hear. Yes, we've been saying this stuff for years that he shouldn't have, he drafted poorly. He made bad trades. It's good to see someone at the top now agrees with them. It's someone on their side. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, most times a contract is signed, though, where you are not allowed to start bashing people from the organization. Yeah, or there's ex- a non-disclosure agreement. So if they were to say something, they're going to get fined, they're going to get sued. So that's why they probably just keep their mouths shut and move on. Clearly, he didn't have one, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or he just don't care. He's like, yeah. I got nothing to lose. Uh, I'll pay the money. fine. Yeah, but I think it's crazy because, yeah, Ron Hextall is currently employed. Yeah. Like, he works for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And to, to have a former boss or coworker come out and say these things about him makes him look really bad. It makes the Pittsburgh Penguins look bad for hiring him. Well, I guess time will tell, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he's going to start, like, trading Gensel and Crosby and stuff for oh, Yuri Laterra. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't Yuri Laterra the player that got caught doing drugs and got sent to the KHL? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He was hanging out with Evgeny Kuznetsov. That's right. <laughs> that, that's even another way to find out, though, if anything ever leaks out of Pittsburgh. Like, the scouts are saying, yeah, what what the hell's wrong with this guy? He's not letting yeah. us do But he jobs. hasn't been there long enough to no. make that much of an impact, right? Well, that's just it. Not Why? yet. But over Why? time, if it comes out, then you find out maybe he is the problem, right? He walks in, freaking slams his dick on the desk. He's like, all right, boys, this is who we're picking. <laughs> Jesus. His dick? Yeah. Christ. <laughs> First overall pick was Tyler, like, oh how my did, fuck. How did, how did that even come to your brain? Like, <laughs> Big dick energy. Okay. Slam. I mean, you whip your dick out. You know, you got the bigger <laughs> dick than everyone. It's your call. <laughs> See this, boys? <laughs> Start waving your dick around. All right. <laughs> it's my house. Jeez. I don't know where to go from yeah. that. I've never, never heard of that. I mean, I've, I've, yeah, uh, it makes sense, but I've never heard anyone say that they walked into a room and slammed their dick on the table. <laughs> well, you have now. Yeah, Great. I definitely have. Okay. Are we are we putting that in the episode? Oh, you bet we are. Oh boy! All right, sorry, mom. You're welcome. <laughs> sorry, mom. Let's uh, let's get into some news. Jack Eichel has had his first practice with the Golden Knights and is looking way ahead of schedule in terms of his return from injury. This is a scary thought for the Pacific Division oh, and the, the NHL. NHL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn man. Like, oh, this guy had to come back now. It, my my first thought when I saw this was that he's back, he's going to play on the Golden Knights, and he would have been able to play on Team USA. Yeah. That was that big debate from before was, is he going to be ready for the Olympics? Yeah. And this just tells me that he probably would have. Yeah. Which just makes me so sad. It would have been such a cool year to watch, yeah. and it sucks we're going to miss it because they, there's so many things. Not only Eichel not being there, The fact that for the first time in a long time, it looked like we were going to have like eight or nine Canucks players on the team, which would have been crazy for me. I haven't seen that in a long time. Um, But even Crosby, was that his last chance? Ovechkin, I mean, he'll probably have another chance, but it's possible he wouldn't. I mean, there's so many names, right? Like Stammer, he's in there too. Yeah. Um, John Tavares comes to mind. I don't know if he'll have too many shots at this uh, again because there's just so many good young Canadians coming yeah. up. So, yeah. it's But um, back to Eichel for a second. Uh, having him back on the ice, practicing with the team, starting to build some chemistry, it's a scary thought for sure. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Freaking Eichel and Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. Like... You have Chandler Stevenson, who's playing center, first-line center right now, and he's starting to look really good. Like, he's looking like a top-six guy, and now he's going to be bumped to the third-line center? Like, that man is fast as hell, 
and he's going to be playing third line minutes. Do you know who their second line center is right now? William Carlson. Because yeah. they have that. Uh, but he's a winger, is he not? No, they have the misfit line. It's Carlson, Riley Smith, and Marsha Show. You're right, yeah. And Carlson's a natural centerman. Oh, he is, hey? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you're not going to break that lineup either. No. So it's like, this team is going to be ridiculous. If only they had some goaltending. That wasn't friggin' Robin Leonard, who's awful. (laughs) Well, they do have goaltending. I hate to break it to you. Not good goaltending. Yeah, he's been pretty good this year so far. No. Do you think he's another one of those goalies that's just good because he's on a good team? Well, he wasn't great on the Islanders. The only reason he was half decent on the Islanders is because the way they play. I actually disagree with you, but not by much. I think it's the goalie coach in New York. That could definitely play into it because yeah. most of New York's goalies are, are good and their teams play a very defensive style of game and the goalie's used to that. Mm-hmm. The goalie adapts to it. It's it's a lot easier. I think you put Robin Leonard on a dog shit team like Arizona and he doesn't save a puck. Not one. Not one. Even if they shoot it at him, still goes in. <laughs> goes through him. Yeah, I see. I think that he actually excelled when he was in New York because, like I said, they have a really good goalie coach in New York who is actually following around Barry Trotz. He was in Washington, and that's when Braden Holpe was at the peak of his game, I think. And, of course, he was in Nashville for all those years and when they brought up Pekka Rinne and UC Soros for a couple years. So, um, yeah, I think think that's probably why Leonard was doing so well there. And then when he left, he obviously trailed off a bit when he was with Chicago. And who else was he with? Buffalo for a little bit? No, no, but yeah, that was before. before. Yeah. Anyway, I, I remember it, they, he went to New York and then Chicago, and then I think it was somewhere else before he went to to Vegas. But I could be wrong. But um, yeah, there I think he's he's really came back into his game, and I think he's actually showing the type of goalie he can be because he's a big guy. He's a big guy. But he he's also move. agile. Yeah, I don't know. I think he moves around better than he sh- he should be able to. You know? Nah. Like he's he's a he's a big thick guy. He's garbage. Like, he's like two fifty. Oh, he's huge. Oh yeah, yeah he's, he's big. Garbage. For sure. Garbage. Yeah, Marcus, why don't you bring up these stats? Bring up Robin Leonard's sure, stats. Because I'm the stats guy. Because you're the stats guy. The math well, guy. Well, here, here's, here's this thing. You want some math? Here we go. He has approximately 350 games played in his career. Okay. He's only won 10 more games than he's lost. He sucks. Yeah, but he started his career in Buffalo. That's fair. He probably started with 170 he has, losses. He has 10 more wins this year than losses. Well, what, what well, I... I lied. He has five. He has five. Oh, wow, come on. But, We're only halfway through the season. Yeah. And Vegas had a rough start. But what I think is also interesting is despite the fact that his wins-losses may not be great, career, he has a 917 save percentage. And like you said, he played for some not-so-good teams. So that's a pretty good stat to hold. Mm-hmm. And for anyone interested, he's got a 905 save percentage this season. Garbage. Yeah, that's that's not the best. But the no. 917 career is okay. Yeah. No, that's very good. Yeah. Again, considering that he's played on some pretty bad rosters mm-hmm. before. So garbage. Okay. The, so I guess the jury's still out on whether or not Robin Leonard is a good goaltender. But Jack Eichel getting back into the lineup. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna well, you know what's gonna help his stats. Robin Leonard's stats are gonna go up because of Jack Eichel. Probably. Best defense yeah, is a sense. good offense, right? Exactly. Is that the saying? I thought the best offense was a good defense. No, that makes no sense. <laughs> All right, whatever. No, because the, the whole thing, the whole idea is that if you have a good enough offense, doesn't matter how bad your defense is, you won't have to use them because you'll just score your way out of problems. That was like the Leafs' slogan while they were trying to build their <laughs> roster. I could have sworn it was if you have a good defense, you don't have to worry about scoring a whole bunch of goals because you can just score one or two and win games two nothing or two no, one. because that, that that implies that your team would be playing like a defensive shell and just go oh don't worry we're good enough to keep the puck to the outside right. we'll <laughs> let them be in our zone the whole game 
but we won't let them in the middle. Yeah, I think it goes both ways. <laughs> I, I guess it could. Moving on to some more Pacific news. Uh, the Kings have made an interesting acquisition. They have signed Mark Bergevin as a special advisor. Oh, I thought you were going to say as a fourth line grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Dude looks like he could go out there and kick some ass. His arms are just ridiculous. Like the size of my head. I know. Yeah. It's nuts. It doesn't make sense to me that uh, they signed him though. Like, first of all, he's a GM, right? He's not an assistant or whatever they signed him to. Um, it's a special advisor. Right? Which like, is basically the same role that the Sedins have in Vancouver. Yeah. Like, I would think this guy should at least try to get another job before he just signs on to be some fluff piece role. Doesn't make sense to me. It is a little odd, and especially the Kings, because that's a team that, from what I know, he doesn't really have much of an affiliation with. He could have played there in his playing career. I have no idea, but... And that would make more sense as to why he'd be the special advisor than anything. But yeah, who knows? It, it's a bit of an odd, an odd pickup for sure for the Kings. That being said, though, I still want to see this guy's fingerprints all over some trades because he was a fun trader. He would just pull the trigger on crazy shit. And you're like, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily bad. It was just usually quite out of left field yeah. and usually big. Like, yeah, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm... I'm glad he has a job, but I'm even more happy that it's not with my team <laughs> so that we, we can still have him in the league making crazy trades or at least influencing crazy trades, hopefully. Yeah. Because I think it's Rob Blake, uh, the GM that's still in, in LA. That's right. And he's, from what I could tell, been pretty conservative. He doesn't really make too many big, splashy trades, um, but... Who knows? Bergevin is just chaos on the phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the trade but wire. Like, he won a lot of his trades. Oh, for sure. I'd say the only ones he really flat out lost were the Druan for Sergachev trade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your quality input there, buddy. Sorry, I was still looking at these Robin Letter stats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, convince you, us, yeah, please. Yeah, make your case for why Robin Leonard is terrible. Well, lots of his half-decent seasons, he was playing in the AHL. Yeah, but those stats I don't think those carry over to they, his they NHL career They count towards stats. his 144 and 134 stats. Really? Yep. I'm that's, looking at it right now. All right, well. That's very surprising. Yeah. Robin Leonard sucks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Wait, no way. Because he, I just showed he only had just over 300 games played. About 350? Uh, 347. Right. Thatcher Demko just hit 200. Yeah, but Leonard has been a backup. Leonard's been around way longer. Well, yeah, I guess like that's he's true. He played. Uh, no, for, he was he was the starter in yeah he was the starter in Buffalo and in um, for two seasons. Yeah, and in, in New York for, for one, one season, and then Chicago for one. Thirty three games. It was half a season in Chicago. Yep, and uh, then he, his first year in Vegas, he played three games. Yeah, and then, then he played, and then he played nineteen the playoffs, though, and then nineteen games, and then twenty seven. This year. Okay. So oh. he played, he had a, a 36 game played season in Ottawa. Oh, right. I've already played in Ottawa. When they, for, he was in Ottawa for like most of his career. Yeah. From 2010 or from, two, or from 2009 to 2010, he was bouncing between Birmingham Senators yeah. and the Ottawa Senators, like up and down there. And then, uh, yeah, he played in Ottawa when they were decent. So it was only two teams that were not very good were the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. But they still had Eichel. <clears throat> Point proven. <laughs> okay. All right. Robin Leonard is a terrible goalie. Yes. Confirmed. Thank you. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> uh, you know who's not terrible? Zevgeny Malkin, who just scored in his return with the Pittsburgh Penguins after mm -hmm. missing 
pretty significant time. Yeah, I was expecting him to come back a little bit later in the season. Um, sometime around mid-April was when I was expecting to see him. <laughs> but I'm sure. 3.8. Yeah, well, I'm sure that the um, Pittsburgh Penguins are happy to have him back. I love watching Malkin play. He's uh, he's just an absolute beast. But the problem with Malkin is he's, he's very hit-miss. When you need him in the playoffs, he's not there. <laughs> It's like uh, Mitch Marner or Austin Matthews. Mm. They just disappear. I find it crazy if at you certain times. If you look at his stats in NHL games played with Crosby in the lineup versus his NHL games played stats with Crosby out of the lineup. It's so weird. He's like a way better player when Crosby isn't in the lineup. Really? Yeah. Well, he takes over. And it's, he, it's really weird. And he does not pass the puck. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my team. I like, said. <laughs> a lot of times they don't even play on the same line, so it doesn't make any sense. It's just like when he's not in the lineup, he just excels. And you think that like he wouldn't because the other team can just prioritize covering him rather yeah. than having to cover Crosby. But yeah, he just takes it to a new level when Crosby isn't in the lineup. Man, that's crazy. Puts the team uh, on his back. Did you say, man, that's crazy? <laughs> it, 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 Fuck it, you. Sounds no, like something I would say. No, yeah, right. no way. Uh, anyway, uh, really? I'm, I'm back on to my, what I want to talk about. No, I do want to talk about this. I'm looking at more stats so oh, I can be yeah. informed. I didn't mean for it to sound that bad. It was multitasking. Yeah, I was bugging you. <laughs> Uh, we don't have a director to show us stats on the TV when we need them. We have to find them while we're talking. Exactly, we yes. should get one of those. Well, a director? Yeah. 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 A guy on a computer in the back room. Yeah. We'd have to find someone there. willing to put up with us. You realize that. We have an intern, though. I don't understand why we That's don't. That's true. <laughs> we don't pay him. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because he doesn't do any fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we let him live in the crawl space. I mean, that's enough. That's right? true. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. And if he starts putting in the work, then he can work his way up. Yeah. Use the spare bedroom. Exactly. His payment is the exposure. We just mentioned him. <laughs> Broad yeah. audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's your six month quota. All right, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> um Yeah, no, all I was gonna say is what I'll always find hilarious about Malkin was actually the time that he spent on Phil Kessel's line with Pittsburgh. Just mm. that half the time they would have a shift, you go back to the bench and you would see them screaming at each other. Like, they would just get livid. I, I don't know if they got along off the ice, but on the bench, they would just give each other hell. Like, they looked like they were always mad at each other, but they were really productive. Usually, you'd see them do that, and then the next shift, they would pot one. That was very common to watch, especially during that playoff run they had where they went all the way, or the two playoff runs Can they we had. not talk about that? Well, the second one wasn't against the Preds. The yes, it first was. one. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's just specifically talk about the second one. Let's talk about 2017. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great year. Yeah, great, yeah. great finals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. He's just like, Malkin's just, no hot dogs. <laughs> Pass me the puck. That's probably why they were so mad at each other all the time. Yeah, exactly. He's done Kessel to diet. <laughs> <laughs> Skate faster. Uh, yeah, Kessel wouldn't do well on McKinnon's line, I don't think. Uh, not many He'd be a defenseman would. on McKinnon's <laughs> line. <laughs> not many people do well on McKinnon's line. McKinnon would go, we're going to fatten you up, put you in net. <laughs> Eat all the hot dogs you want. <laughs> yeah. Kemper ain't stopping <laughs> shit this year. <laughs> Kessel in net. <laughs> Kemper's on the trade block and bringing in Kessel. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine looking at that tile too on Instagram. Oh, Colorado's received goaltender Phil Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> McKinnon making trades now. Yeah. Oh man. Um, 
Speaking of weird goalie moves, uh, Tuka Rask has now re-signed with the Bruins on a one-by-one deal. Yeah, and only like a little over 500000 of that is owed because it's halfway through the season. Exactly. What a steal. <laughs> yeah, right? They're going to get the end of the season and probably a bit of a playoff run out of one of the best goalies in the league. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I don't For that amount of money. I don't fully understand what has gone on behind the scenes here. Cause I think there's a lot of things that the fans and the media don't really know about. Yeah. We well, got to remember he opted out of the 2020 playoffs when they were in the bubble, right? Yes. That was kind of the beginning of his slow descent into retirement. Right. And this is kind of like, I think his first real foray back into the NHL yeah. since that happened. Cause last year I think he was just non-existent and he really didn't put in much effort. This kind of a contract though, it does raise one big question for me. And I know it comes with an, a full no movement clause, but if he's offered up to a legitimate contender at that cap, anyone could make room for him. And it's a huge value that would be going back to Boston. Do you think there's a reality where we see him get traded? No, he, he very specifically said that if he was coming back at all, he'd be going back to the Bruins. And that's the only reason why he's back is because he's back with the Bruins, right? No, I, 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 I guarantee you that that wasn't even on the table when they were talking about things and it never will be. No, I agree. I, I don't think he goes like, even if they were to trade him, he's not going to play. There's, there's just no shot. Yeah. You pull a uh, Jason Spezza, right? Where he was like, if anyone yeah. picks me up off waivers or tries to trade for me, I will retire. <laughs> it's like a threat, <laughs> which I still, I didn't like it when that happened either. I thought that kind of went against the whole purpose of going on waivers and having the risk there that, Hey, you can only have so many players. And if you don't, you risk losing one. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. He was able to just say, well, I'm not going to play if you do claim me. So then the Leafs kind of got away with one there. Yeah. I, I thought that was kind of, yeah. I don't know. I didn't like that very much. I thought because, the NHL could have stepped in there. Yeah, because not every team will have that luxury. Exactly. Right? Like, there's no way a team like Winnipeg or Minnesota is going to be able to get away with that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no player that's going to have that kind of loyalty to those places. Probably. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Like you, not. <laughs> right? Like, I just... You could theoretically then, if you're in a bind and maybe there's a player who's thinking about leaving, but you want to keep them, but you got too many guys, you could just throw a random other player on waivers, say, hey, we promise we're going to call you back up. You just have to tell other teams that you'll retire if they claim you so that they don't claim you and we can get away with what we're trying to pull here. I don't like that. That just seems like it kind of goes against the spirit of why the waiver wire exists. Yeah. Um, But hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Ask Tampa about that. How oh, I will. <laughs> I'll get him on the phone. Yeah. Um, all right. And I guess one last piece of news before we jump into the break here. Um, Bowen Byram is going to be out for a little while due to personal reasons. Yeah. So um, some news outlets have made it a little bit more clear on why. Um, it sounds like it is related to concussions. It sounds like he is uh, going through his third concussion since his debut Ooh. in the NHL. So uh, I think his future is questionable right now. Uh, His family has kind of talked with him and and decided that they think he should take this a lot more seriously than he has been. And so that he's going to take some time away from the team, uh, get his affairs in order, try to get healthy and make sure that he doesn't end up having a uh, short career because of this. Yeah, that's the last thing we need for a young player, especially not not just because he's a super talented player and whatnot. But but anybody, it's uh, you got to look look out for your mental health and uh, do what's best for you and your family. And I'm glad he's taking the time to uh, really reevaluate things and and try and get better. Yeah, I think about like players like Michael Furland, right? 
he kept pushing it. He kept trying to come back, and every time he did, he would just scramble his brains and end up having well, he, to, he would come back and fight in the first freaking exactly. game. Exactly, yeah. and then he'd end up having to, yeah. to go off again, and it was like, geez, man, like, what did you think? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's tough, but especially with a player this young, right? He's in mm-hmm. his very, very early 20s. Uh, he has so much career that he could have ahead of him that it is extra important that he nurses this and follows things correctly, mm-hmm. right? That you don't rush it. You don't try to come back as soon as you can because your team needs you. They need you in the long run more than they need you right now. Mm-hmm. You, you got to be able to prioritize that. And that's hard for a young athlete because your prime only lasts so long. But you have to look at the long term here. Anyway, on that note, I think we'll uh, throw it to break. Uh, stick around. We will see you on the other side right after another quick word from our fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Kodak Black, the first ever fan to hit from behind during a National Hockey League game. Kodak Black, outscoring the Canucks even when he's not playing. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a 6 by 6 Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Uh, we've... <laughs> <laughs> Look at me like that. What am I supposed to do? You did a great job. Okay. All right. All right. We're. It is that part of the show. <laughs> it is time for our weekly PK Subban or Evander Kane news. And to our delight, there is more Evander Kane news than we could handle. Yes, sir. So. Um, in the span of a few days, we found out a, a lot of things. One, that the San Jose Sharks have terminated his contract. He is now a free agent. He can sign with whoever for however much he wants to. What, do you know why they terminated the contract? Well, th- so the other thing we found out, th- this came out a little while later, was that it was terminated because he tested positive for COVID and decided to hop on a plane and head to another country being Canada, the city being Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So local what's wrong boy? with that? Local boy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Local legend. Yeah. Local boy spreading local viruses. <laughs> so, <laughs> international virus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Local boy, international virus boy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. He's a virus boy. <laughs> Just so, trying to make it. This In Vancouver? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this violates several uh, NHL policies and international policies and just laws. This violates... <laughs> yeah, he just broke the there, law. There's a small list of things that Evander Kane hasn't violated, but... Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Kodak Black. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come on, man. That was the first half of the show. <laughs> anyway, um, so... This caused an immediate frenzy of a lot of teams calling his agent, trying to figure out how much money they could sign him for. (laughs) How little money. Yeah, how little money (laughs) they could sign him for and how little term they could give him because every contending team, admittedly, seemed to be in on him. Oh, yeah. off-ice issues aside... What we can't take away from him is he is a decent addition to any top six. Well, uh, what I Good addition to any top six. Absolutely. And what, what I found funny about this is like, you're right. There are so many teams that have been reportedly interested 
and then there's one team that has been specifically reported to not be interested. <laughs> and I'm so happy about that. I know, right? It doesn't make so, any sense. Well, what, what we do need to clarify is that that was the Vancouver Canucks. Yes, sir. It has been specified for whatever reason in several different news outlets that Vancouver wants nothing to do with him. <laughs> I think he wants to play here, though. Okay, ma- oh, I, think, yeah. I think he was like, yo, try and get Vancouver. This was the other piece That's of news That's why he flew here with COVID. Is before, <laughs> Jesus. Before he lost his contract, which had a, a three-team trade allowance clause. So he could go to three different teams. Okay. Uh, the teams he allegedly had selected were Florida, Tampa Bay, and Vancouver. Really? Those were allegedly the three teams that were on his list that he would go to. The Vancouver Canucks, the Abbotsford Canucks, and the Ice Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to be careful when you're throwing around the word allegedly with Evander Kane. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he has to deal with that a lot. I guess. But anyway, but no, so it came out right away. Uh, apparently, Vancouver insiders were not shy on leaking that they are not interested. And mm-hmm. honestly, I think that's the right decision for this team at this time. As far as a lot of other teams are concerned, though, there's been a lot of interest and most notably from the Edmonton Oilers. There's been a lot of rumors surrounding them. And it kind of surprised me because we, we've talked about this with this team a lot. Offense isn't really the problem. <laughs> yeah. You're not bringing in Evander Kane to hold down the fort. <laughs> but hey, let's be honest here. As somebody once quoted, a great uh, <laughs> something to do with this yeah. a great offense is the best defense, the best defense. No, no they're no. gonna yank the goalie they're just gonna go six on five the whole game you got the quote wrong again though or, or unless you were quoting jake who also uh, got the quote wrong whatever <laughs> it's uh yeah no it, it's been speculated a lot there have been a lot of interviews where uh i think the most attention has come from something ken holland said when he was asked directly about it and he said, I believe in second chances. Mm. Where I thought that was funny is that this isn't a second chance. <laughs> yeah. This is like a 49th chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that being said, he did clear his name in one of the stories. That is in true. In the, the waving the yes. gun at his wife. That right. one we later found out wasn't his yes. fault. It was a prop gun from yes. like a commercial or something. But everything else, yeah, he blew it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they gave him custody of his children. The guy must be That's, a saint. What? What? No, well, I think that more speaks to his wife as a mother than it does to him as a... Well, I mean, they could have given the kids... <laughs> they could have just got rid of the kids in general. And okay, well, like, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, what's what's the next part of the story? Uh, basically, that things are now kind of coming back down to earth because while he may have been excited to see all these teams getting interested in him... The NHL has specifically told those teams to back off because they are <laughs> launching a new investigation <laughs> into his traveling. Yet another investigation. <laughs> it just doesn't end. That's some BS. Yeah. So let the man play. <laughs> they basically warn teams that, look, you can sign him if you want, but just know we're launching a new investigation against him about his travel from San Jose to Vancouver, whether it was against their own policies, whether it was just downright illegal Mm -hmm. and uh, just letting teams know that, Hey, if you sign him to any contract and we deem that, you know, this investigation comes back and he deserves punishment, he will be suspended and you will still have to pay him for whatever you sign him for. This has a lot of teams kind of doing a bit of a double take and going, okay, maybe we're going to, just Wait back off until we yeah. find out what happens. Yeah. See, there's one part to this story that I think gets glanced over because it was like the first thing that happened. And it's that 
he's bankrupt, right? Like he declared yes. bankruptcy and he just lost out on the remainder of his ginormous contract in San Jose. So for me, I think this guy, if he was smart, which I don't think he is, but if he was, I think he um, is. he'd just, honestly, he'd just be chasing money. It doesn't matter who signs him. It's just whoever's willing to give him the most amount of money so he can get things str- squared away. Cause like, I mean, if I was in that position, I'd probably want to do that. I mean, you're right. He has to look after his kids. Well, and that's why he should play for Vancouver because his mom lives here. Okay. And she has all his money because he's not actually broke. He gave all his money to his mom and filed for bankruptcy. Oh, there's is a that, whole there's a whole conspiracy. Right, yeah. I don't think that's quite true, but no, it's oh, so many people who file for bankruptcy, that's what they do. They empty out all their assets, put it all under their family's name. Yeah. Come back after the fact, file for bankruptcy, starts from scratch. They don't owe nothing, mm-hmm. and they still have all their money. Yeah. Well, one way or another, whoever has his money, or if it even exists anymore, um, do you guys want to take a guess at the exact amount that he's going to lose out on from having his contract terminated? Okay, so I think it was roughly $6 million per year for the next three or four years, right? So let's say... Uh, let's say like $21 million roughly. Yeah, r- around there. 28 holy oh, smokes nearly okay, 30 million dollars that has just been yeah uh taken right out of his hands Be- wow. because he because of his own actions. because he's a vander Kane. yeah <laughs> holy smokes yeah i mean this guy he has been such a delight to follow <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to put but it. a terror on the nhl yeah and i don't think he'll play for the rest of the year i don't think anyone's gonna sign him uh, I think it will entirely depend on this investigation and when it wraps up and what the penalty ends up being for him. Because the funny thing is, even if they do say no one signs him and they say, okay, you know, you are, we find you to have broken the rules. You are suspended for let's say 10 games. That 10 games cannot start until he signs a contract. Mm-hmm. So even if teams do back off and say, oh, we'll just outweigh it. You can't because as soon as you sign him, his suspension would start if again, suspension is the route that the NHL chooses to go with, with this as discipline, mm-hmm. crazy situation all in all. <laughs> and again, I, I was pointing this out before we started recording. We've been doing the segment for just over four months in that time, which is about, I'm the maths guy here. You so. are the stats guy. <laughs> so about, we're looking at about 17 weeks, give or take. Yeah. There have been two weeks where neither Evander Kane or P.K. Subban have been in the headlines in some major way. Yeah. I just, I can't, I, now I, I'm not maths guy enough to have the percentage on that, but that's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> that of times lot. that they're in the, in the storylines here. So yeah. uh, love this segment. And I have a feeling with the way that this one's going, we're going to have some more to talk about next week. So stay tuned for next week's P.K. Subban or Evander Kane news update it's an 88.2 percent chance or 88.2 percent of the last 17 episodes have contained <laughs> just to help you out math guy <laughs> thank you thank you um anyway keep it up guys we we love the headlines <laughs> yeah yeah next week he's gonna be signed <laughs> oh my god uh now we're actually uh going to take a little bit of a premature jump into the inbox Oh, okay. With a backflip into a cannonball. Um, anyway, the reason we're going into the inbox so quickly is actually because of a specific question that we got from a listener. Okay. Um, 
And uh, I found this one kind of interesting because it played into part of what we had planned for this week's episode anyway. Um, he messaged us and responded to our uh, weekly story where we ask for your guys' submissions for the inbox. At Vancouver Voice Podcast on Instagram. That's right. And he said, you guys should review who you had for the heart winner. Sorry, I'm going to start that again. And he asked us to go over the lists that we wrote at the beginning of the season where we predicted who were going to win some of the major awards at the end of the season, like the Rocket, the Heart, the Calder, the Norris, all those fun awards like that. Um, and he said that we should do a review of them because a few of those lists may have been a bit off. <laughs> seeing as there were some... Uh, that some, are no longer in the NHL. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, some people's Calder candidates may have been banished to the minors. <laughs> so, or the WHL. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, out of the league. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough. And uh, I'll even throw myself under the bus and say that my coach of the year was Barry Trotz. <laughs> who has triumphantly led his team to bottom five in the National Hockey League. So we're going to revisit those lists. We're going to rewrite them. And uh, much like the beginning of the season, we're going to just have a good old debate and let you guys know who we think should win these awards. Uh, so again, this is a bit of a long inbox segment, but after this, we will get to the rest of the questions and uh, we'll get on with the show. But this, uh, this is going to be fun, I think. The one I always like to start off with, just because it's I find a really fun one, is the heart. Alrighty. Which I always spell like the actual organ. I always forget <laughs> that it's named after a guy. <laughs> I always spell it H-E-A-R-T, like yeah. you're the heart of the team. Yeah, you're the beating heart of the league. Yeah. That, hey, that's that's how I always thought of it. That's right. what that's what this award has always meant to me. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll let you guys start this one. Uh, Tyler, why don't you go ahead? Who do you think has the heart wrapped up? All right, my original pick was Nathan McKinnon, but now I'm switching over. It's going to be Alexander Ovechkin. At the he is the heart and soul of this league. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree, uh, and here's what sucks is at the expense of being unoriginal, I also had Nathan McKinnon mm -hmm. and have swapped him out for Alex Ovechkin. I hate to say it, but Madden, this guy, is just taking the league by storm at an age where we thought he wouldn't be able to do it anymore. Okay, I promise you, this is the only one we're going to be unanimous <laughs> on. <laughs> I had Connor McDavid, and I'm switching to Alex Ovechkin as well. Yeah. But honestly, mostly because I just want him to win it so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that Yeah, I think it's going to be him. Yeah, no, he, he's been unbelievable. And again, we really thought that this could be the year where we start to see him slow down. And he didn't. He's actually had one of his best seasons in his career. Well, it's not even just his goal scoring. Like... He's getting assists. I know. Like he's, he's doing crazy. things that he couldn't even do when he was younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pass the puck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's like laid off the, the physicality in his game a little bit, but then made up for it in so many other ways. It's awesome. He and, and I, I'll take some heat for this. I think over the last fifteen years, he has been the most entertaining player to watch on and off the ice. I agree. Um, let's move on then, uh, since Tyler agreed with me, and I think that's a good segue. Uh, we're going to move on to the Norris for best defenseman in the NHL. I had to change my answer on this one too. Oh yeah. Okay. I, well, it wasn't bad. I had Petrangelo, okay. uh, who's, you know, he's good. He's decent, but I think that Adam Fox hasn't beat. Really? Yeah. Adam Fox has looked amazing and New York's defense. I find to be good, but almost leaning towards mediocre. Mm -hmm. Most of their def defense isn't phenomenal. Right, but he is 
phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard to do is to be a, an amazing defenseman with a mediocre cast around you. And again, I, they're better than yeah. mediocre. Yeah. Well, the, the thing in New York is that they have good offense and good goaltending. And yeah. so their, their defense just has to be stable yeah. and he helps fortify that. Yeah. And that's exactly why I had him picked at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to stand pat. I'm going to keep Adam Fox as my Norris candidate uh, who I think is going to win the Norris, but it's tough. Cause like, I really want to switch it because obviously Hedman and, and Yossi are still having phenomenal years points wise. Um, but I think I'm going to stick with Fox. And I, I want to point out that you just promised our listeners that we were only going to be unanimous once. Now well, me and you have agreed. If you pick Fox, <laughs> Ty, no, Tyler's laughing gonna, over there. He's not going to pick Fox. Well, my original pick was Miro Heiskanen. Yes, it was. I'm going to change that. I swear to God. And just because Jake said that I was not going to pick Adam Fox, <laughs> I'm picking Kale McCarr. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's stupid. But. He's having a nuts season. Yeah. He's got like a gajillion goals. I think he had 16 goals on the season to this date. Yeah. Um, the man's going off, and he missed a bunch of games at the beginning of the year. Mm. Like He was hurt, and yeah. he's still freaking popping off. Like this Highlight real nuts. goals. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're not really disagreeing much. We're all like, you know what? That's actually a pretty good pick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, you're wrong. He's an no idiot. Way. Don't worry. <laughs> Quinn Hughes is better. No, I, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you're an idiot. I'm just saying I think he's overrated. We we know we did this in the okay. last episode he, too. He, he might be overrated, he but is. he's still the best. No, he's not. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Adam, Dude, when we redo our like break music, you know the part where you're, you know, I say UC Saros is the best yeah. goalie in the league. Your new thing is going to be Kale McCarr is overrated. Kale McCarr is the most overrated defenseman yeah. in the National Hockey League. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, I don't even agree with that. I just think he is overrated. He's a very, very good defenseman. I think I Adam firmly Fox is believe overrated. that he's top five. But I do not think he's number one, two, or necessarily even three. I think so. Adam Fox is overrated, and I think he's a terrible human being because he did the what? same. He did the don't same. Bring thing Jimmy Jimmy don't bring up Jimmy VC. Don't bring up Jimmy VC. You purposely <laughs> opted out of of teams to go play for the Rangers. I okay, know. but he's done that. He's now playing again with a defense core that isn't that great, and he's holding the whole thing together. Yeah, but Makar is surrounded you by phenomenal Fox, defensemen. If you look at Adam Fox, he's not a good skater. He's an okay skater. He's not fast. He's got some op- offensive upside, but he's playing with Artemi Panarin. He's a forward! What are you talking Dude, about? You can't compare that. <laughs> Dude, that's like saying Darnell Nurse plays with Connor McDavid. Yes, like, he does. Why cares? do you think he got $10 million? <laughs> yeah, and he's not. Because he plays he's... 70 minutes a game. <laughs> and I can't stress this enough. He's not in the Norris conversation. <laughs> well, for some people, he might be. But... Okay, well, and fine. But for I most think people, Kale he's not. better than Adam Fox. Also, with the no. whole VC thing, at least Adam Fox is worth the money. So he held out on teams and then because he was worth it because he's a good player. VC sucked and he held out on teams and he fucked them over and he didn't deserve the money he got. Funny That's they fair. both That's ended fair. up in New York. Anyway, so. yeah, let's move on. <laughs> that was fun. Um, let's go to the Calder, and uh, I feel like we really should start with Jake here. Just be for I think. <laughs> okay. Wow. We, okay, we were all equally as wrong on our Calder picks. But... No, mine's in the NHL still. Is he? Yeah. I thought he was back down in the AHL. No, he's ah, playing tonight. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get to him when we get to him. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, my first pick was Connor Mc, uh, McTav. No, Mason McTavish. Yeah, that's Connor a horrible pick. Yeah. No, uh, Mason McTavish. And I was confident in that pick. I thought, you know, he was the second overall pick. He's going to come in. He's going to have a really fun first season. And obviously, I was wrong. He uh, he got sent down, and um, and then sent down again. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he got. Well, actually, no. He went down to the to the minors on a conditioning stint. Came back 
back up and then got sent down to the WHL. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to stick with him. No, obviously not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I am going to go with, and I can't believe I didn't, this guy wasn't even on my radar at the beginning of the year. Although I don't think he was on anyone's at the beginning of the year. And that is Tanner Janot of the Nashville Predators. Currently leading all rookies in scoring. And that's why I'm going with Tanner Janot. And I believe in him. I genuinely think he will win it. You know what? And I have to say this, because I, and I don't like it. Um, there are times where I, I really enjoy either fighting with you or disagreeing with you. <laughs> and even just ripping on you for being a Preds fan. It's just fun to do. And it's really easy. There's a lot of content there. They raise a lot of banners. But right. Coming from a Canucks fan, it's... Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah, we don't have any banners to raise. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Um, anyway, I actually know almost nothing about this player and it's because the Nashville Predators are right up there in with the most underreported on teams in the NHL. Right. I have to give that to you, man. I, I feel bad, but it's true. <laughs> I know almost nothing about this guy. Yeah. What, for, for those of you out there who also don't know anything about him or the Nashville Predators, and I'm sure there's a lot of you, uh, why, why don't you tell us a little bit about this kid? Yeah, so he's uh, he is a little bit of an older rookie. He's 24. He plays physical. He scores goals. Uh, he had a bit of a slow start to the year, but he's really picked it up in their recent win streak. Um, he's become an integral part of their offense. And honestly, like he's a big reason why they're so successful. I, like I said, I'm super confident that he's at least going to be nominated for the Calder. Um, and I, I think he can win it. Obviously there's some other options there that are going to pose a serious challenge for him, but I'm still, I'm still confident in my pick. And I think it's going to be tender to know. I'm going with a little more of a safe bet here. I mean, that's a pretty safe bet. He's fourth in points right now. First in scoring. Yep. I'm going with Lucas Raymond. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, mainly, that's a good pick. Yeah, mainly just because I've watched a few Detroit games and I really like the way he plays. I have not. I've not seen Tanner Janot. I've not seen a, a lot <laughs> no of one these. Has. No, well, no, like no. To be fair, I, I would say seen, conservatively, like ninety-five percent of our listeners are like, "Wait, who?" And they go look him up. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't seen a lot of a lot of these young players, but I've seen Cider. I've seen uh, yeah. Lucas Raymond. I've seen Trevor Zegers. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like uh, Lucas Raymond's game, so yeah. I'm going to go with him. And I think the other thing about him, too, is right. Like he came in and he made a big impact on that team. And he's been right at the front of, of the Calder rankings all year. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's a great pick. Also, I want to mention this. I never wanted to pick Zegris, even though I think a lot of times that would be a safe bet, only because he played so many games last year that I don't even think it's fair that he's still a rookie. Yeah. He played one game shy of being considered a, uh, a not eligible for this trophy. Last year. And, and here's the thing. So I, I, I get where you're coming from, and I'm, I'm going to admit I picked Zegras, but here's the thing that I, I find it interesting you mentioned that. So you're, you're right. He did play pretty much uh, – he played a lot last year, and he was almost considered a rookie then. I think it was 24 Yeah, he played games. 24 out of the 25 games required to not yeah. be a rookie. Right. However, this is an award given uh, based on skill, largely. Trevor Zegras is 20 years old, so four years younger than your own pick. Yeah. So for me, I think that if nothing else, that at the very least cancels it out, right? Sure. I mean, if, if you come into the league at, at 24, that would be like Elias Pettersson coming into the league this year. That he wouldn't even be on the list, not going to lie. He's having a bad year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great you, point. You're right. You're right. He's been rough this year, but I mean... When you think about how much development some players have by that age over players that are four or five years younger, it's a well, bit at, of... Look at Kirill Kaprasov. Exactly. I didn't well, agree with that Panarin. one either. I didn't agree with that one either. Uh, yeah. Um, 
However, uh, Zgres to me is just one of the most well-rounded players. He's uh, second in points, uh, tied for third in goals, uh, 18 assists. Uh, we're halfway through the season. He mm -hmm. looks great. Yeah, and he's another player that's made a big impact on his team. Exactly. That's why I agree with you. The only thing that I think maybe you should consider when you make that kind of comment is Kirill Kaprasov was selected in the fifth round, but like Artemi Panarin, Tanner Janot's undrafted. Really? Yeah. So... Uh, I don't know. I, I I think that if players come in a little bit later because they've had a little bit of development, I'm I'm okay with them winning the Calder. I get that. Anyway, I, but really it doesn't matter to me. It's all just kind of the way it's set up. But uh, if it's your first year in the league, you know, yeah. as long as as long as it truly is that first year, yeah, I think you should be eligible for it. At the end of the day, that's uh, three pretty good picks, and uh, it's going to be a good dogfight to see who wins it all. Yeah, 100%. I agree. What's next? Uh, let's do Jack Adams, coach of the year. <laughs> Yeah. And this is always a fun one because it's really tough to decide, okay, where does the coaching start and where does the roster start? Like, is this, you know, you can't just call uh, every coach in the top three teams a candidate because some of them are just unreal rosters. Yeah. Um, I'll let you guys uh, take this one away. I'll, I'll go last here. I originally picked Rod Brendamore as the winner for this. And I'm going to stick with Rod Brendamore. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. He is... He's going to win, in my opinion. So they have an unreal record. They they do have a good team, but I think he's a big reason why that team works so hard mm -hmm. and why they play the way they do. So I'm going to stick with him. I, I totally agree with you, but I don't know if the league's going to see it the same way, even though I think he definitely has a, a, a an identity of a, of a team, and, and they follow that identity. Um, my pick at the beginning of the year was Dean Evison, the head coach of the Minnesota Wild, and I'm going to stick with my pick as well. Uh, he recently got re-signed. He'll be back next year and the year after, I believe. And um, I think he's had they've had a great year um, from beginning to now. They've they've matched or exceeded expectations. And um, I think you know as long as they don't continue this trajectory of kind of like they've been losing a few games recently, um, but I think as long as they can turn things around, which I think they will, um, he'll be a good pick, and I think he'll at least be nominated and likely win the Jack Adams. Take a guess who I've got here. I'm going to go with Bruce. I'm going to go with Mark Berger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Tyler got that one. I'm going with Bruce Boudreaux. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn it. <laughs> shit. No. Now, I know it's early. I know he's only coached 11 games. Uh, but if he can keep the team going on a trajectory, even close to what he has been, he's showing that he belongs in the conversation. Because this team has poor defense, very, very <laughs> little depth below the top six. Uh, their goaltending's all right. But on paper, this team, since he's been here, should not be as good as they are. And they are doing that well. They've had some weak opponents, but... They, they have, but they've also had some pretty good opponents. And they're, uh, they're holding their own. E even in games where, the very few games where they have lost, they've looked good. And I, I think a, a coach that can come in and change a team that much, I think it's never on display more than that. Then yeah. where does the coaching begin and the roster begin? To me, he's foolproof that this is all coach. Anyway, let's do the, uh, let's have a little fun here and do the Selkie. So the best defensive forward. Uh, this is always a fun one because people really kind of have the debate on, again, you know, how... How much of it is just your plus and minus? How much of it is, you know, your takeaways? Or the very specific stats that people look at. So it's a it's a fun one to debate. Uh, Jake, why don't you take this one away? Okay. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I had Sasha Barkov 
Uh, obviously, you know, he got injured. Um, he hasn't played a ton this year, but what he has, you know, he's still definitely going to be considered, mm-hmm. uh, if not winning. But because he kind of had some time off, uh, I'm going to switch my pick and I'm going to go with Anze Kopitar of the LA Kings. Um, he's a huge part of that team. Uh, they're having a pretty successful season and he's a large part of that. He's offensive. He's defensive. He's a great all-around player. And that's why I think he'll win it this year. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good pick there. That's who I originally had <laughs> as my... Uh, yeah, for the record, I didn't see that. I swear, I just, yeah. But I I think Kopitar definitely has a shot, and I think he will get nominated. But I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a bit of a limb here and throw out a wild card towards uh, my favorite team, the St. Louis Blues, and I'm not going to pick Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, that was exactly huh. who you were going to go with. I'm going with Robert Thomas. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think Robert Thomas is going to win it. Is he first line? Second. He's second line. Yep. Second line. Okay. Great in the in the faceoff circle, playing fantastic defensively, putting up great points. I think he's, uh, if not now, he's definitely got a shot to win it in the future. Yeah, I mean, like that's a solid guess. the 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 issue I have with it is like I have not seen him play that often, so I can't really say much about it, but. I think this is kind of similar to my Tanner's no pick where it's like you've seen him play. Yeah. So you know his abilities, but like we're not going to know. I'm biased as hell. (laughs) Mine's, uh, I I had Barkov at the beginning. And uh, like you were saying, he missed some time and, uh, you know, that's going to hurt his chances. But I'm ultimately sticking with him. I think that funny enough, because he was gone, that will show just why he deserves it. Is you will see that even though that team was great, you are going to actually get to see mid-season uh, it's my same philosophy with Boudreaux. You're going to see the moment when he joined that team. You'll be able to tell just by their success and, and even in the defensive zone when he's on the ice. It will be known just statistically. You can blur his name out. You can pinpoint the game that he came back. And I think that enough can show people why he deserves the votes. Let's move down to the Vesna, And <laughs> I think we might get more heated about this one than any other <laughs> award mm-hmm. in the league. Well, I mean, we did make a bet on it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and as such, I believe my Vesna pick actually at the beginning of the season was Hellebuck. And that was just to piss Jake off. <laughs> <laughs> we only made a fool of yourself. <laughs> yeah. However, my new pick after watching this much of the season is none other than Thatcher Demko, who is the only reason why this team is not still in the bottom five in the league. He's kept us in games. He's saved us from losing. He's absolutely stolen wins for us. Uh, I don't see another goalie having as big an impact on their team as he has had for us. Except for my pick. Oh, my Lord. I know who it is going to be. <laughs> of course. He is leading the league in goaltender wins. He has a phenomenal save percentage. He is one of the best goalies in the NHL, and he would have a shutout every game if he was two inches taller. I'm talking about <laughs> your favorite goalie in mine. You see the juice, Soros. <laughs> I, I I love Soros. I think he's an awesome goalie, and I am convinced watching him play, he is the backbone he's the heart and soul of that team without him they would be lost and they are first in the central some weeks <laughs> they kind of go back and forth <laughs> with st louis but they are where they are in the standings because of him and 
you know, not to say that Demko isn't a good goalie because I yeah. think he's definitely going to be in the conversation for sure. But the Canucks aren't in that same area of the standings. And I think, unfortunately, that does play into it. And I think that's why Saros absolutely gets nominated. And I think he wins it. First of many, too. Okay. Whew, man, I got excited there. I could tell. <laughs> I could tell. I mean, Saros has played more games than I'm pretty sure every other goaltender yeah, in the league. He has, so he has, that, that is the why most, he has the most wins. He has the most games played. He has the most shots against, and he has the most wins. Yeah. Of course he has the most shots against. He's played the most games. Yeah, and he's got the most wins because he's played the most games. <laughs> anyway. Well, either way, again, I can't take that away from you. It, yeah. it, this is going to be a fun race. Yeah. Wait, yeah. we have to hear when Tyler's Both of you lose. Okay. Because I could name two goalies that are going to win over, and oh, they're both really? Russian. <laughs> so yeah, my I original one of them. My original pick was Igor Shosturkin, mm-hmm. who I'm going to stick with. Yeah, I figured you were. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> Igor Shosturkin is an absolute beauty. He's having a great year. Yes, sir. Uh, he is. Great goaltender. But if I had a runner up right now, it would be. Sergey Bobrovsky, oh, <laughs> and for goddamn good reason, he's on the best team he's in the league. Three and three, he barely <laughs> has to stop me. anything. I don't give. The Canucks just put up forty-one shots against. No, the Canucks him. are an elite team. Well, clearly well, not elite enough. No, they're not. <laughs> they're at the bottom of their division. <laughs> I'm the bottom. But I'm, I'm sticking with quite. Igor Shosturkin. All right. <laughs> okay. I think that's a solid pick. Yeah. Yeah, this is actually going to be a good race for goalies this year. I feel oh, like yeah. it is one of the best years for goalies we've seen in a long time. There's oh, a yeah. lot of emerging stars right now. Absolutely. And somehow Jack Campbell's in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, no, why? That, we, because <laughs> half the voters are, were born in Ontario. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's true. Um, okay, we got two more awards to get through, and we're going to burn through them pretty quick, I think. Uh, Art Ross. I mean, at the end of the day, how do you not go Connor McDavid? I think he's going to excel at the end of the year. I think it's going to be a little bit closer of a race than it usually is well, because there's a few guys right there. Ovechkin being one of them. But I think at the end of the day, McDavid's going to have the most points. Um, I hate to do this, but I agree with you. Uh, Connor McDavid is the best hockey player on the planet. That plain and simple, there's no getting around it. Uh, I, I don't know how you could really vote against him. I, I just don't see how it happens. Uh, he hasn't been injured. He's kept his team in games. He scores almost a quarter of all their goals he's in on. Uh, it's it's just nuts the things that he can do on a team that really isn't built that great. Uh, this is the guy. That's your Art Ross winner. Especially if they get Evander Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think I know who Jake's going to pick here. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the year, I said Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I, I unveil whether or not I'm keeping with him or switching, um, I just wanted to bring up a tweet that I saw not too long ago from Bo Bennett, former Florida Panther, Pittsburgh Penguin. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, former, Pittsburgh Penguin. Yeah, former Pittsburgh, guy. Former guy who played in the NHL. And his tweet was the greatest athlete of all time is Connor McDavid. And it got me thinking, and it's like, okay, how do I judge this, right? It's like, for me, it's how does he compare to others in his league? And for me, he looks like he's playing a, an age group down, right? Like, he looks like he needs to be moved up. Yeah. He's that good in the NHL. He can dance around the best defenseman in the league. Think about Morgan Riley the other year. He is by far the best player in the league, the best hockey player I mean, it's hard for me to compare him to Wayne Gretzky, but I would to mm-hmm. say, you know, he's he's one of the greatest of all time. 
But because he is, he gets covered so much. He has a, he still can score like crazy. But that leaves Leandre Seidel open. They are currently tied for points. And I think based on that alone, Leandre Seidel will probably pass him at some point and he'll end up winning the Art Ross. So I'm going to switch it to Leandre Seidel. Okay. That leaves us with the last one. And it's a fun one because all the players involved in this one seem to be quite big characters on and off the ice. We've got the Rocket for the best goal scorers. Um, this is maybe the most fun award because this is the one that kids dream of winning someday. They like scoring goals. That's the most exciting thing that happens in a hockey game. They want to be the one creating that energy. These are the guys that kids grow up wanting to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's fun to see, you know, who, who can do it the best and more importantly, who can do it the most. Mm-hmm. And year after year, he proves it. Alex Ovechkin, Russian machine, never break. This guy is still going out and lighting it up. He's currently still top three in the league, uh, but I think he's just been playing so dominant. He doesn't look like he's going to slow down anytime soon. Uh, I could see the argument for Matthews. My big thing with him is still that he does have that wrist injury from last year. I think he's been playing so much that that could get re-aggravated soon. So I don't have faith that for the rest of the season, he can keep it up. Well, Ovechkin was my original pick. And I'm going to change it to William Nylander. No, what? I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not even got the best like, score on his team. Matt's got like 16 goals of the year. <laughs> but uh, At least he has more than actually, Sam Reinhardt. I think, I think William <laughs> Nylander is arguably the best player on that team. Uh, but that's a topic for a different day. Um, I'm going to stick with Ovechkin. Yeah. Um, not only do I think he's got a shot to win, I just want to see him win. That's, mm. that's the big thing for me. I don't really... I don't really care if somebody else wins this. I just, I want to see Ovechkin win. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I picked Sam Reinhardt. <laughs> that, that wasn't a joke. I, was just saying. I know, but it's funny. <laughs> How many goals does he have? 11. Um, anyway, we're halfway through the year. He's only he 20 goals. behind the leaders. Yeah, whatever. I mean, like, I thought maybe he would have a breakout season now playing in Florida, but whatever. I don't care. Um, obviously, I'm going to switch it up. <laughs> and, um, you sure? Yes, but I would say Ovechkin, but I said we weren't going to be unanimous again, <laughs> so I'm going to say Leon Dreisaitl. Uh Yeah, but honestly, same same boat as you, Tyler, man. I would love to see Ovechkin win it, and I think you know the, the point we're dancing around is we want to see him break Gretzky's yeah. scoring record. Who right? doesn't? Exactly. So uh, I want Ovechkin to win, but sure, I'll take uh, I'll take Leon Dreisaitl. Okay, uh, that just about wraps it up for all of our lists. Uh, we got a whole bunch of questions, and uh, that one took a long time, so we're only going to get to go into one or two of them. But thank you, everyone, so much for your responses, and uh, please submit again next week. We always get to as many of them as we can. Uh, this week, we'll do one more, though. Name one team that has surprised you so far this season. That's quite broad because that can be surprised in a good way, surprised mm-hmm. in a bad way. Mine, I think, uh, might, well, no, I don't think it will surprise a lot of people because we talked about those lists that we made at the beginning of the season, is the New York Islanders at 27th in the NHL. Uh, this was a team that I said was a dark horse to win the cup this year before the season started. Mm-hmm. And they have just fallen off a cliff. Uh, they look like a shell of their former selves. Uh, something is majorly wrong there, and they have a lot of issues to fix. But I, I got to be honest, I really didn't see this one coming. Yeah, I'm kind of taking this the same direction as you are. I am so shocked that the Ottawa Senators are 30th in the league and only have nine wins to date. 
Uh, you know, they finished last season so strong that I thought they were going to come in this year and they were going to light it up and they were going to make the playoffs. Obviously, that's not going to happen. And honestly, it just it's more disappointing for me than anything because I'm a big Sens guy. Um, they're my second favorite team. But uh, yeah, I just I hate to see them at the bottom of the league. I just want them to be good so badly that it sucks to see them in the bottom of the league again. And I am surprised because I thought they were going to have a bounce back year. All right. Well, since you guys are so depressing, I'm going to take this in a different direction. <laughs> and the team I'm most surprised with this year is the Nashville Predators. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> they made a few trades this offseason, getting rid of players like uh, Victor Ardvidsson, Ryan Ellis, and some key pieces to this team. And they're exceeding all expectation. They're fifth in the NHL. Matt Duchesne is a completely different player. I don't know where this guy came from. He's not the Matt Duchesne of last year. Their players are stepping up. UC Saros looks great, and uh, that team's just surprised the hell out of me. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. <laughs> yeah. I should have I muted Jake's. We <laughs> should have kicked him out while yeah. we did that one. <laughs> yeah, no. No, but yeah, they have been surprising. I can't take that away from them. They've been a much better team than I think anyone had them predicted to be this mm -hmm. year. I was fully on the boat last year that, and I meant this for the good of the team. I thought they should have begun the stages of a rebuild mm -hmm. just because really the faster you rebuild, the faster you're back in it. And I wanted that for you. Mm -hmm. I did not think that they were capable of doing this with the roster they had. See, for me, it was more that I thought that the Colorado Avalanche were going to be a lot better. And so I thought they were going to kind of be competing for a playoff spot. That's kind of where I expected them to be because right. they've been there for the last few years. Well, Colorado's um, starting to roll a little bit. Well, a little they, bit. the Preds just beat Colorado. In overtime. Yeah. But they're they're starting to roll a little Wait, bit. Wait, when did Who they? Who scored that overtime winner? Matt Duchesne. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, but, yeah, no, so they're, they're obviously a little bit better than I expected them to be. But, yeah, a lot of people expected them to be at the bottom of the league, mm -hmm. and they are certainly not. Well, sometimes delaying a rebuild doesn't work, but this time it did work. And speaking of time, it's time for, for Tyler's Surprise Headline. It's Tyler's Surprise Headline! Oh, yeah? Wow, you guys do that way better when you're in the <laughs> same room. Jesus yeah, it's Christ. easier to sync when we can see each other <laughs> yeah, instead of on the phone. We're like, okay, one, two, three. And then there's lag over the phone, <laughs> so one of us is slowing down to match the other one. Yeah, you off. guys you guys yeah. do not hear take one of that. No. <laughs> yeah. one, one of us that was like take seven. Yeah. But, yeah, I but took this one was tries. take one. Yeah. All right. All right, let's see if we can get this done in one take. Let's hear it. All right, well, we're going to stick with Florida. Of course. Can't, can't do no Kodak Black stories. <laughs> you know, well, happened. you could. <laughs> Cops found stolen zoo animals inside this Florida man's home. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Which animals? Um, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would good, hope so. It's a good thing that's the point. <laughs> nothing extremely like large, like zebras or anything, but okay. there, there were some monkeys missing, some turtles, like, you know. It's fucking some, weird. Some, some smaller stuff, but this 20-year-old kid decided he was going to steal 12 animals from the zoo. 12? <laughs> yeah. And uh, the cops ended up finding them all in his apartment. <laughs> apartment? Yep. So he had several monkeys and turtles amongst <laughs> other miscellaneous animals <laughs> yep. in his apartment. Yep. And he's 20. He's 20. Wow. Did he, he have accomplices? You got Nope. He was by himself. The you monkeys got, carried so the turtles. Alone? He, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't one trip. It, it was like multiple trips. The monkeys were in on it. <laughs> it was an inside job. Yeah. <laughs> The kid works for the monkeys. <laughs> they framed him. 
they're watching the cops handcuff him. They're waving out the window. <laughs> Got him. I'm pretty sure this is how Planet of the Apes started. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. There's a revolution. monkeys <laughs> planned a heist from within the zoo. This is yeah. Madagascar shit. <laughs> They hijack a freight liner. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so, so were the animals returned to the zoo? Yes. Okay. But, but they should failed. Nope, they're still missing a couple of the monkeys. Oh, oh, I told you. Dead serious. I told oh you. God. Some of the monkeys they got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows where they are, but <laughs> that's the oh point. Probably got God. another freaking minion out there stealing more animals. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna go around all the zoos in the, yeah. in the yeah. area. Go get my brothers out Breaking of here. Breaking out their comrades. <laughs> yeah. This oh. is the plot. Yeah. <laughs> to Planet of the Apes. I swear to God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think there has ever been a better note to wrap up uh, an episode. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh man. That's that's something else. Um if you if after all that you're looking to contact us with a serious inquiry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, what serious. is wrong with you? We're very uh, serious over at, at the same time, if you would like to do that, we're not gonna stop you. Uh you can reach us by email at VancouverBoysHockey at gmail.com. You can also always reach us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, and nope, just fuck. That's it. You, <laughs> alternatively, you can reach us on social media. We're available at Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which we can be found at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Vancouver Boys underscore. Why are we at Vancouver now? Because Vancouver Boys Podcast was too long to be a Twitter handle. So we shortened it with an underscore. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. <laughs> boy. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to making the next episode. So uh, that being said, thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. And come watch us on Twitch.